0: section seventy five of the cloister and the hearth this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by john brandon the cloister and the hearth by charles reed chapter seventy. One of the novice gerard self-imposed penances was to receive Lodovico kindly, feeling secretly as a slimy serpent. Never was self denial better bestowed, and like most rational penances, it soon became no penance at all. At first, the pride and complacency with which the assassin gazed on the one life he had saved was perhaps as ludicrous as pathetic, but it is a great thing to open a good door in a heart. One good thing follows another through the aperture finding it so sweet to save life, the miscreant went on to be averse to taking it, and from that to remorse, and from remorse to something very like penitence. And here Teresa cooperated by threatening not for the first time to leave him, unless he would consent to lead an honest life. The good fathers of the convent lent their aid, and Lodovico and Teresa were sent by sea to Leghorn, where Teresa had friends, and the assassin settled down and became a porter. He found it miserably dull work at first, and said so. But methinks this dull life of plodding labor was better for him than the brief excitement of being hewn in pieces by the Princess Kalila's myrmidons. His exile saved the unconscious penitent from that fate, and the princess, balked of her revenge, took to brooding, and fell into a profound melancholy, dismissed her confessor, and took a new one with a great reputation for piety, to whom she confided what she called her griefs. The new confessor was no other than Fra Jerome. She could not have fallen into better hands. He heard her grimly out, THEN TOOK HER AND SHOOK THE DELUSIONS OUT OF HER AS ROUGHLY AS IF SHE HAD BEEN A KITCHEN MAID. FOR TO DO THIS HARD MONK JUSTICE, ON THE PATH OF DUTY HE FEARED THE ANGER OF PRINCES AS LITTLE AS HE DID THE SEA. HE SHOWED HER IN A FEW WORDS, ALL THUNDER AND LIGHTNING, THAT SHE WAS THE CRIMINAL OF CRIMINALS. THOU ART THE DEVIL, THAT WITH THY MONEY HATH TEMPTED ONE MAN TO SLAY HIS FELLOW and then blinded with self-love instead of blaming and punishing thyself art thirsting for more blood of guilty men but not so guilty as thou at first she resisted and told him she was not used to be taken to task by her confessors but he overpowered her and so threatened her with the church's curse here and hereafter and so tore the scales off her eyes AND THUNDERED AT HER AND CRUSHED HER, THAT SHE SANK DOWN AND GROVELED WITH REMORSE AND TERROR AT THE FEET OF THE GIGANTIC BOANERGES. O HOLY FATHER, HAVE PITY ON A POOR, WEAK WOMAN, AND HELP ME SAVE MY GUILTY SOUL. I WAS BENIGHTED FOR WANT OF GHOSTLY counsel LIKE THINE. GOOD FATHER, I WAKEN AS FROM A DREAM doff thy jewels said fra jerome sternly i will i will doff thy silk and velvet and in humbler garb than wears thy meanest servant wend thou instant to loretto i will said the princess faintly no shoes but a bare sandal no father wash the feet of pilgrims both going and coming and to such of them as be holy friars, tell thy sin, and abide their admonition. O holy Father, let me wear my mask. Hmm! O mercy, bethink me, my features are known through Italy. Ay, beauty, is a curse to most of ye. Well, thou mayest mask thine eyes no more. On this concession, she seized his hand, and was about to kiss it, but he snatched it rudely from her what would ye do that hand handled the eucharist but an hour gone is it fit for such as thou to touch it oh no but oh go not without giving your penitent daughter your blessing time enow to ask it when you come back from loreto thus that marvellous occurrence by tiber's banks left its mark on all the actors as prodigies are said to do the assassin softened by saving the life he was paid to take turned from the stiletto to the porter's knot the princess went barefoot to loretto weeping her crime and washing the feet of base-born men and gerard carried from the tiber into that convent a suicide now passed for a young saint within its walls. Loving but experienced eyes were on them. Upon a shorter probation than usual, he was admitted to priest's orders, and soon after took the monastic vows, and became a friar of St. Dominic. Dying to the world, the monk parted with the very name by which he had lived in it, And so broke the last link of association with earthly feelings. Here Gerard ended, and brother Clement began. End of section seventy five. Recording by John Brandon.